All right, it is Wednesday. We are back with the uh, podcast and the meteorologist here at 47 ABC WMDT out of Salisbury, Maryland. We serve the Delmarva Peninsula in the mid-Atlantic region of the United States. And a lot of people listening from across the country and a few from around the world. So we like to get into not only local weather here, but talk about the crazy weather that sometimes happens regionally and across the world. But Jake, i um, here with Jake Grant this week. Um, we haven't had too much in the way of crazy weather uh, the active weather uh, certainly would come in the form, I think, of more of the temperature situation. As we started off uh, the weekend or the second half of the weekend with unseasonably cool temperatures, we went from a late summer feel last week. We weren't setting any records or anything like that. But then uh, we see the big cold front come through, dropping down to early November standards with our temperatures. And uh, after a very cold weekend, what was it, Monday morning, waking up to some awfully chilly readings. Um, again, not record-breaking. I'm seeing the records are like, you know, for lows are in the 20s, yeah. record highs in the 90s. So this back and forth that we've seen isn't out of the ordinary. It's still a shock to the system, though. Yeah, that for sure, and especially since uh, I walk out and get hit in the face with it. Uh, <laughs> that's right. You were right in the middle of the, in the morning. So the that's, that's one way to wake up. Yeah, don't need the coffee when you're getting uh, smacked in the face by that. Um, 30 degree air and got a little colder than I thought. I thought we'd get into the 40s, but just kind of cleared out a little quicker. Um, the winds really died down and went to basically zero. There wasn't even a slight breeze, so that really uh, allowed that radiational cooling you know, clear out. Not a lot of cloud cover, obviously, and especially around here, the crops are starting to get chopped down as well. Helps uh, let the ground Good breathe point. a little bit more, yeah. lessening that uh, moisture content, the dew points. Uh, they do contribute, the crops do to that a little bit uh, locally. So that also helps, uh, especially some more uh, rural areas, get down even more. Uh, so, yeah, it was definitely a shock to the system into the 40s. We'll, we'll get away from that throughout this week, heading into the weekend. But uh, it definitely is here to stay as the seasons definitely change because after we – we'll talk about this later, but our next weather maker uh, comes through, we're going to dip back down right to – about our average into the 60s and uh, overnights in the 40s and uh, 50s. So it's going to be feeling nice. I like this kind of weather. I usually run hot anyway, so I like I this better, yeah. um, even though it's <laughs> cold in the studio still. Um, <laughs> and that's the thing is it felt better outside yesterday than it did in, in, in the, the studio. studio. Like, uh, yeah, I didn't wear our jacket to our uh, shoot yesterday so but i was the only one because i said it's way colder in the studio than it is outside and that's and, that's yeah. the key so the studio we always have to keep it a little colder than normally you would have in a room because yeah. of all the equipment that we have and the lights and it works out really well for us in the summer everyone's coming into the studio yes. because it's the most comfortable place in the building but then we get to this time of the year the heat has been turned on but you know the it's that transition and then we go from what was comfortable to chilly yeah, studio. no, for sure. And, you know, that's going to keep continuing to change as we work throughout uh, one of the better months of October, uh, for sure. So uh, definitely something to keep an eye on. But I think we're pretty much done with our little, besides anomaly warm-ups, uh, going to be sitting pretty climatologically average throughout the rest of the next couple months into our uh, winter. All right. And it, it starting in the 30s like we did Monday morning won't be um, anything to talk about at that yeah. point. Um, but we... You know, certainly we're not looking for 30s and uh, expecting more of a 40s setup, but I was telling uh, meteorologist Eric Alpha about this on Monday, just kind of discussing, we were talking about how cold it got and all the reasons why, and you brought up a really good point with the change in the crop coverage. You know, the peninsula here, the Delmarva Peninsula, sometimes acts like a, an island. You know, we have um, weather influences, obviously, with currents coming off the Chesapeake or the Atlantic, 
But then when we get to these radiational cooling situations, the peninsula acts more like an inland area. It, it can, it can kind of go back and forth, be kind of a hybrid situation with the way it is out here. And you get decent radiational cooling. You don't have any air movement, especially in the center part of the peninsula. Yeah. Um, it will take on those inland characteristics where we see a major swing in temperatures. We can be very cold in the morning and obviously very warm in the afternoon. Yeah, especially those rural parts of uh, Kent and Sussex and even uh, eastern portions of uh, Queen Anne's and Kent County, Maryland. Mm -hmm. um, we have a couple weather watchers there, at least the one that calls into me, my, my couple that call in in the morning. Uh, and she had a 44 this morning, I think it was, and that wasn't even yesterday. So I can't imagine what yesterday's was. Uh, I think she just got back from vacation, but still the uh, data point there uh, out in the rural or parts of Sussex County or Kent County is a good indication of the difference. And then even uh, shifting to the coast, you can see the difference in the overnight temperatures there running a couple degrees higher uh, just due to that water helping to keep it up. But then during the day, it kind of has the inverse effect where it kind of keeps it at bay. Like there isn't as much of a variance between the coast and inland anymore as you head towards the summer or the summer, the winter out of the summer. Because um, now we're starting to see more of a uniform temperature map and less of that difference between whether it's Salisbury or Georgetown to uh, Ocean City or any of the coastal locations, just due to the fact that the water's still a little warm for And it still has that warm. impact. Yeah. yeah. Well, I saw a few nights, I think it was last week, where, um, you know, with the air being so dry, we had a quick cool down in the evening across the peninsula. And then we have a nice little east breeze, not too much of it coming in off the water. And Ocean City's temperature would be a good five degrees warmer than yeah. Salisbury, uh, a little bit inland. So it was interesting to see. And, of course, just going to right where you're saying there with the water temperatures being still a little warm uh, going into the uh, middle part of October at this point. Yeah, for sure. And uh, you can even see it in the morning uh, looking out at uh, some of our sky cams um, on the water, uh, especially the Ocean City one. You can see that marine layer, just that it's that temperature inversion that comes onto the beach. It isn't uh, dense fog by any stretch of the imagination, but you still see that difference in the land, how much cooler that land's getting compared to the ocean. And you just see that little bit of a marine layer move on in onto the beach and kind of recedes pretty quickly. Once the sun comes up, it burns it off. But uh, that's some of the things I get to see in the morning. You get to see least, some great so. shots in the morning. In yeah. the evening, you know, a lot of the beauty stuff's gone away. Yeah. We're just dealing with, well, you know, not dealing with, I, I hate using that term too much, but we had the quieter weather. I don't think it's that big of a deal going into the evening. If it's going to be chilly, it's better than having the fog for those who are trying to be out and about driving in it. Yeah. But um, speaking of chilly, you know, this time of the year, we start looking ahead to the first frost and the first freeze and looking at average first freeze dates for Delmarva, um, as we would expect with the ocean um, you know, kind of insulating the coast. It's areas on the eastern side of the peninsula. Uh, early November is the typical average first freeze. And then, you know, more inland Delmarva and the western portion of the area that's uh, a little more late October. Um, obviously, that's subject to change. This is just an average. Um, we weren't anywhere close to freeze-making capabilities. And usually to get a good freeze, you have to have temperatures that drop well below freezing, like the upper 20s, something like that, for a good several hours. Get that first real deep freeze that truly is a killing freeze. Yeah, and especially here where uh, the agriculture is so important, it's still, even though it is harvesting season, there's still uh, crops and important stuff that people have, even just house plants that can be affected by that. So it's definitely something that we keep an eye on here and we'll have to throughout the next couple of days because that, like you said, that first one can be the killer one. Um, once we get one, people kind of start to 
I wouldn't say take more action, but it's always important to know when that first one is because if you have it once, it's just going to knock it out. Um, and then, like you said, the western portions of the region do get a little bit of uh, that freeze quicker, and you can kind of see a little bit of it following the bay there, and that kind of coincides lots of microclimates and uh, lots of factors with the water, like we've mentioned, and the winds, especially on the when you're really close to Chesapeake or the Delaware, um, really playing a part in some of those um, time frames where you can see those freezes, especially you can see sort of that inversion on the eastern portion, and that probably uh, is linked to that sea breeze that we'll get, and that helps maybe keep those temperatures even just a degree or two can be the difference between a deadly freeze and a non-deadly freeze for much of the uh, wildlife and vegetation. That's a good point. And talking about sea breezes and temperatures out in the water that are still decent warm-wise, at least. Uh, maybe Upper contributing, 60s, yeah. Yeah, and not nearly as warm as we had before, but contributing at least if there are storms out there, still kind of um, an engine to enhance or keep some coastal storms going. And we're getting into the time of the year that we look closely, uh, not just at the tropics, but at coastal storms in general, nor'easters, and uh, taking a look at that here for, potentially here for later this weekend of the weekend in the Eastern uh, United States. Yeah, I'm, I'm not staking any claim on the time frame yet. I'm not putting my name to anything. I told everyone that this morning uh, in the morning meeting, wasn't putting my name on a time frame. But the idea is that it's gonna be Saturday or Sunday, but um, obviously when we're trying to do stuff this far out, can be a little challenging to get in. People want hours and exact, exactly when, the morning, evening, Etc. But this far out, realistically, there's so many factors at play with these larger scale systems. They're not um, heat driven storms like we still, we see in the summer. These are more driven by the atmosphere, the upper jet stream, all the, the upper level winds. That kind of has more variance in it. And even just the smallest change could change us from getting an inch of rain to two inches of rain or could change us from seeing 20 mile an hour winds to 30 mile an hour winds. Yep. So just little stuff like that. Um, especially when we're five, six days out, is still challenging. But, yeah, we're, you can definitely see this is going to be our second one that is starting to become a little bit more of those bigger-scale synoptic systems. That, uh, and the synoptic just means it's just a large-scale system driven by the upper levels of the atmosphere. It's going to be basically flowing along uh, the upper-level currents. And uh, the time frame looks uh, not optimal uh, for the weekend again. It's kind of just timed out where we have rain on the weekends, and that's just kind of been what we've been dealing with over the past couple of weeks. But can see a lot of change in the uh, fall pattern now, starting to see those bigger scale systems. And this is going to tap into a little bit of that tropical moisture off the southeast coast. It's not going to be tropical in nature, but even like we mentioned, kind of interacting um, with a disturbance in the Gulf of Mexico that's going to come on land and it'll tap into some of that moisture as well as when it moves closer to the east coast. We have that um, the ocean has a current that goes up the east coast and that can kind of help funnel a little bit more moisture into it as well and just sort of the angle that it's taking kind of is making it more susceptible to have a more inflow of moisture and it can convey it up to itself up to us here on Delmarva uh, tapping into some of that Caribbean moisture plus the tropical moisture it'll tap into from that remnant system in the Gulf still way too far out lots of moving parts but definitely something uh, that'll be interesting throughout the weekend yeah we'll keep a close eye on that and recording this here on a tuesday so we're still several days out looking ahead even those of you downloading here on a wednesday thursday or friday 
Subject to change, that's always uh, why we say, you know, hear us here. You start hearing us talk about a forecast. Check in with us on TV throughout the week uh, as we have updates. And we always get into the uh, weeds of what's going on with the tropical situations on the TV side uh, when there's some impact or at least some even the smallest bit of likelihood that we could have some impact here on Delmarva, keeping an eye on the tropics. But uh, good stuff talking about that, keeping an eye on what's still an active season, although we're seeing the downtrend of uh, activity, as we would expect, going into later October with the tropics, but still could be very active even into November. And then we transition to our hybrid storms that we look at in the East Coast to here with uh, nor'easters and such. Yeah, for sure. And uh, that's sort of the, the thing, uh, me and you growing up here, we kind of dealt with a little bit of the same uh, type of storms where we deal with those very sharp rain snow lines. Uh, for me, it was always the I-95 corridor was usually the cutoff for the snow line. And there's reasons for that and against that um, in a lot of storms, even regardless of where they're located, uh, lots of different factors at play there. Um, but we're kind of, you kind of see the transition to fall and it allows when the atmosphere cools down, allows a little bit more of that flow dictated by the upper levels, not really seeing those heat-driven storms. We still get a little bit of a uh, coastal storms, you could say, maybe at the end of summer, beginning of summer. But once we get into summer, it's just so hot, these coastal storms can't really, or these large-scale storms can't really form and run up the coast like we see typically. And a lot of these nor'easters are basically just winter hurricanes, yep. uh, to say the least. Sometimes and those storms yeah. will bring us higher winds than, than anything yeah. we see tropical in nature earlier in the season. Yeah, because of the gradients and you just have a lot more uh, at play in those. And obviously uh, where you're from in Maryland, I'm sure you guys had the same effects where you had that sharp rain snow line. Oh, all the, the time. Yeah, I yeah. grew up in northern suburbs of D.C., Montgomery County. The rain snow line was always in our favor being in school, being able to get out of school because we'd have the yeah. snow in Montgomery County, Prince George's County, southern areas, uh, um, even south of there into places like Charles County, uh, they would always end up in the short end of the stick. The, the rain snow line would always move north of there, so they didn't have the snow totals that got them out of school most of the time. So, Especially with D.C. too, downtown D.C. Yeah, no, I, I remember so, the same stuff, especially where I'm yeah. from uh, just outside of Newark, Delaware. Um, we had a very sharp cutoff in Always the northern Delaware schools got off, and I kind of got we kind of got shafted. Always yep. a two-hour delay. Um, couple. Then you go just north of Philly, northwest of Philly. Oh they yeah, always got the big get up totals. in Lehigh, Lehigh yeah. Valley. Yeah, Poconos. They get they get hammered all the time. But yeah, uh, hopefully you know this summer or summer. I keep saying that still in the mind frame or mindset I of am summer. Too. Yeah, uh, but we are well into fall, my favorite season and my favorite month. But uh, yeah, for sure, definitely will be interesting to see how this comes together along the coast and it kind of takes a lot of ingredients for this to kind of cook up a big coastal storm and hopefully won't see too bad but it's still looking like we're going to see some strong winds this weekend and uh, some impressive rain totals for such a dry uh, atmosphere right now. Yeah we'll keep an eye on it keep close eye on it and um, I'm sure we'll have a lot to talk about on the other side of this weekend come next week with our uh, next podcast um, and if, if you're just joining us or downloading for the first time. We do this every Wednesday. That's when the podcast drops. We usually record on a Tuesday. But uh, weather-wise, here's a weekly podcast that we discuss the weather events and take a look ahead to uh, affecting us here in Delmarva and beyond. So we always like to hear your input. You can always send us an email. Uh, go to our website, uh, wmdt.com, and uh, check in there. We love to see your weather photos and videos. We show those off on TV all the time 
as well on 47 ABC. But thanks again for downloading and streaming another edition of WeatherWise from the meteorologists here at 47 ABC WMBT. We'll talk to you again next Wednesday.